There's only a guy like Buddy Bolton that comes along once in a lifetime. He's an amazing guy. This is the first time we actually had a face-to-face talk. We've chatted a couple times on Twitter, but Buddy's the real deal. He looks out for people, he helps people, and he does it all for free, for the love. Of course, he accepts donations, and that's how he gets by. So hook him up, help him out, and listen to this, and you're going to learn something. Buddy's amazing, and you're going to see why. Uh, I just don't want to lose anything because uh, I appreciate Absolutely. every second you give me, man, and uh, thank you My so pleasure. much. My pleasure. And I also just want to say really quickly, I think, you know, people like you who bring this um, this understanding and this inquisitiveness and this intelligence to the topic is really important right now. A lot of people are just coming to the topic and they need to hear people like you. Um, they need Thank to you. know that it's... Um, you know, they need, they need people like you, more people like you and less people with the absolutely outrageous, you know, meeting intergalactic ducks and, you know, all sorts of weird <laughs> stuff that, you know, freaks them out, you know. No, um, to, no, and, to, and it turns uh, them away from these topics. Yeah, but yeah, there's, there's, there's that, there's the whole spectrum, man. I mean, there's the guy that like, you know, I was on, you know, I've been 20 years and back and I was on, um, you know, but blue chickens and I was, yeah, right. It's like, I don't know. I mean, and I think what from it was in my family, my mom, my dad, I mean, it was like they believed. I mean, they didn't tell me it was bullshit. There was like, you know, my dad had these experiences like this is real. So when you grow up like that, you're like, yeah. this is real. And then when you become, but when you interact with the rest of society, they're like, what do you mean? And it, and I didn't feel like I had to sell it to anybody. And I didn't feel like I had to like make them believe what I was believing. I was just like, look, this is what I believe. You know, my dad had this, like, this is legit. This is what he feels. And this is what he was. And, you know, most people were cool. They're like, yeah, all right. Well, all right. That's cool. They weren't like, put you in the corner and forget about you. They were just like, all right, you're passionate about it. And unfortunately or fortunately, I've been like that my whole life. You know, at some point I'm be like, hey, you know about UFOs? <laughs> you know, do you know about, do you know about all these things that are going on in the world and that are happening? And they're like, yeah, you know, and you know, I don't know. My, my mom always told me. And I never understood this. You know, we talked about our moms. You know, my mom always believed in me and everything I did. And there was one time I must have been like 14, 13 or 14. And she took me to the video store. Remember the video stories? You'd go into the video store. You'd like have all the oh, movies. Yeah. 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 Walk, I'd walk in there and I'm hanging out with my mom. And, you know, it was a Friday night or whatever. And I walked in and all the, it was just all girls behind the counter. And I walked in they're like, hey. And my mom's just looking at me. And she's looking at me the whole time. And all these girls are just following us around i'm like what's going on and like they came up to the counter and, and they walked out and my mom was like you don't understand what that was and i'm like no she's like every girl in that place came to you every girl like showed up and was hanging out and i'm like okay but <laughs> so she kind of like just fed to me like you have the you know you can you have this weird confidence that works and just use it and do it so i love my mom and she's the best she's always been there she's been super rad just like helped me out through this whole thing just I don't know, man. Uh, you know, I started. Yeah, that support is so important. And I've spoken to quite a few experts and uh, a lot of them say that this sigh thing. Yeah. Comes through the mom gene. And I've heard it time and time again. And people say that, you know, Uri Geller and so many of these um, uh, psychics and well-known ones say that they attribute it to their mothers who had a very intense natural intuition and intuitive abilities and you can imagine evolutionarily i don't know if this is the case or not it, you know but you can imagine you know the men going out hunting doing their thing and the women had to protect the kids well yeah With every ounce of ability they had 
you know, and that little extra bit of intuition might just have been the thing that saved the family and saved the genetic line. And so that, you know, intuitive ability got concentrated, like, you know, they do with foxes in Russia, you know, the breeding yeah. of the foxes. <laughs> yeah. Um, it kind of intensified that intuitive ability. And my mom had like stunning, annoying uh, intuitive really? abilities. Really? Did like, she? I couldn't get away with anything. No. I couldn't get away with anything. <laughs> Are you serious? I remember skipping school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Off the charts. And she did amazing things. Um, <laughs> she really changed society. She founded the first rape treatment center in the country. Wow. Still named after her at a hospital in Florida, in South Florida. And she's just done so many amazing things, founded Citizens Crime Watch. She passed away a few years ago. But oh, I'm there's sorry, so buddy. many hilarious stories. Yeah, that was a crusher. Yeah. There's so many hilarious stories about her saying something outrageous was going to happen to me, and it did. Like, <laughs> um, it was just ridiculous. She, um, one time I was skipping school, and somehow the school called her and said, you know, buddy's skipping school, and I'm underneath, there's a, like a, a car, a road, and there's no, like, you know, site that it's really a bridge. There's, South Florida has a lot of canals, and this canal is for the road. Yeah. yeah. And I'm underneath that road with you know one of my friends in like 11th grade or something like that <laughs> and uh, we're like looking up and around and i hear buddy buddy and i look up and like how the fuck did mom find me <laughs> there's she, no way that she could have found me but she did you know, she found you smoking weed underneath a bridge in south florida <laughs> absolutely and she would say things like buddy you've got to drink cranberry juice you you have to drink i'm like mom i'm not 80 you know, i don't have to worry about my kidneys at the time i was just in college you know she's like you have to drink cranberry juice and like three weeks later i get kidney stones and i'm like oh. writhing in pain and of course the first thing they tell me after i um past these it was gravel is what they were calling it mm. um was you need to drink cranberry juice I was like, <laughs> mom <laughs> oh man and as a kid, she supported it she said you know uh, uh predictive dreams premonitions um happen all the time and you have to trust your instinct and your gut your gut mm. will tell you something first and you got to trust that and you know all these things that we now know are a lot of the keys for you know uh getting more accuracy from these abilities. Um, and so, she was uh, on it. Did she realize that she, I mean, did she realize I, it was a, an extra ability at that point though? I mean, did she realize that and it was, she was trying to instill that in you or was it was just like her way? I think so. I think so. Um, but she didn't think of it like we do now. I just think it was just accepted. You know, it was just, you know, it was just accepted as something she knew, but not something like, you know, like the X-Men junior or anything like that. It was very, you know, straightforward and it was just treated as normal and um it was just I like every day it was an everyday thing it wasn't like no no it wasn't like yeah yeah, yeah. that was belabored or anything but right um she definitely made a point to let me know you know that these things are real and they work and but didn't get too much into other stuff you know didn't get too much into you know psychokinesis or anything like that and you know always kind of encouraged me achieving you know, she always would say, no, don't help, buddy. You know, let him achieve, let him achieve. And that little quote gave me a lot oh. of tenacity. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, um, you know, I did a lot of research. I've talked to um, some awesome people in my life, and I've been really fortunate. Um, I, I started talking to Haley Ramsey's great. She's young, but she's a really great researcher and archaeologist. And, you know, she's been going down the line, the divine feminine how it ties to Freemasonry and how it ties to a Knights Templar and basically just goes throughout history. 
And, um, you know, she thinks that, you know, the, the Templar, the, you know, the grail was a woman and they were trying to protect the woman, the divine feminine, things like that. And that, um, you know, one of the things she told me, which is great. And I started doing research on it was that, you know, most of your DNA, your RNA, it comes from your mom, your, your RNA, uh, comes from your, the female side of your lineage where, I always was under the impression that it was like, you know, my dad's side, you know, if your dad was bald, you're going to be bald. Your grandpa was, bald, you know, all those things. And she's like, no, she's like, and then even in kingships and, in in things uh, historically was based on the female side, because if you think back, you know, when the women, when the woman would give birth, you would see the baby and you'd be like, Oh, okay. So that came out of that lady, but you don't, you can't really pinpoint who the father was <laughs> really. You can't really, you know, you know where the, you know, where the baby came from out of, out of that, you know, that woman. So uh, all of the lineage was tied to, to the female side of it. And it was like, wow, that makes a whole bunch of sense. So the same, you know, the same kind of line is that, you know, if the lineage and all the special traits and everything is, and, and we know for a fact now scientifically that all of the traits are passed down from the female side of it, you know, what is that? Why is that? Well, because the divine feminine, the, 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 the female, the woman has the powers and it's passed down, right? And it goes so deep too. If you look at some of the oldest sculptures in the proto-religions, they had all these goddess, mother goddess sculptures that you find out the earliest sculptures, the very earliest signs of religion, um, and they have these wonderful feminine curves and big bellies on these, you know, oh, yeah. ancient, ancient, um, you know, 10,000 year old, you know, uh, sculptures and clay models and, and, and everything. And, um, you know, in so many ways, that maternal instinct, you know, the thing that makes up moms, they don't just make holidays happen. But <laughs> no. that maternal thing is about empathy. It's about resonance. It's about being open to things where so much about men is, you know, being, you know, kind of closed off and, and strong and protective. Macho, and, right. Um, yeah. Like I'm um, tough exactly. guy. And women always had that little extra bit of trickery. You know, they had, they didn't have the muscles, but they had to cultivate their, um, you know, other senses and boy, they really run things, you know, the oh, ladies no. run things. Oh yeah. And I wish they would take over. I've said this a couple of times, like take back over. Cause we've, we've messed it up for a real long time. <laughs> guys, guys that injected ourselves at some point And, you know, even through the priest, you know, the Catholic church and all those things with the priest priestly class and all that. And we've been, you know, we've tried to bifurcate that from the women's side, you know, to try to like, you know, preserve our dominance or whatever, whatever the point was, but we've, we fucked it up for a long time now. So I'm more than welcome to have them come back in and help out. <laughs> Take we over. We need it now more than ever, you know, to care about our mother earth. This oh, planet yeah. is going through a mass extinction, the sixth mass extinction that the biosphere on this planet has gone through. And, you know, maternally that's horrific, but Terrible. as a guy, you know, it's about, you know, conquering and resources and doing amazing things. And I'm not saying that the, paternal side is negative we've needed sociopaths in our evolution as much as we've needed empaths right. you know and they haven't you know humans have such a broad spectrum of abilities and enlightenment and character traits and and everything and i used to be very down on the negative traits and the sociopaths i just couldn't understand how someone could kill another person or right. you know, be greedy and selfish at the expense of nature or others but we've needed those people and those traits some of you know within our you know group um or tribes and communities and cities to you know evolve further but now we've gotten to a place with technology and the nature of you know the crashing biosphere of this planet and we're on the cusp of going out into space where we really need to um 
accept a whole new gigantic series of responsibilities. If we are to preserve this very special thing we've realized is special. And, you know, if we are truly being visited by extraterrestrials, which I'm highly convinced of, yeah. there's a lot of things going on. We, you know, they're intelligent enough to be able to assume a lot of things from a distance without mm -hmm. us even knowing it. But our biosphere and other things here are so unique and so precious that they're here, here. Yeah. And that tells us something about ourselves well, and yeah. how special we are. Well, that, that's what one of the things I've touched, uh, you know, that's great that you brought that up because I've heard this before and, and I, I'm, it, the source is escaping me, but the message is this, that somehow humans, us here on earth, have an innate ability that's precious in the galaxy or everywhere for some reason. Um, we are special and we're researched and studied and, you know, um, we're, we're trying to be, uh, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the word, you know, uh, we're like kind of like, I don't think a, it's just humans though. No, I think it's our whole biosphere because it's a system. We like to think of ourselves as human as separate and isolated from, you know, the, the whole uh, biosphere, but we can't survive without it. We can't survive with all the little bugs and animals that are inside of us. It's correct. a whole synergy. And um, the so more Earth, we Earth itself, our biosphere is Earth, right? It's yeah. really precious. And it makes you be believe that, you know, the creator or wherever you think of how the universe works is so dynamic in its expressions on different worlds that can create life that the outcomes of all these different events that happen with, you know, a biological systems can be so varied and so different that evolution can produce a wide variety, so much variance that extraterrestrials of a certain intelligence can't pre-calculate all the possibilities. They actually are surprised by stuff and have to come and literally get samples and, because they're like, what um, is this? <laughs> we, this doesn't fit into our model. What is, what is going on here? Right. And so much must be similar around the universe, of course, you know, bipedalism and symmetry and all these other things have uses. We see, you know, how the universe is very fractal and reproduces mm -hmm. um, efficient uh, methods and means at all sorts of different scales. You know, you see spirals from the smallest things to the largest structures in the universe. Right. Totally. Um, and, there's a, this repetition of effective um, means of accomplishing things. And so as we learn more in the future about other races and stuff, we're going to see a lot of similarities and a lot of differences. And those similarities are going to allow us to connect with, you know, our brothers and sisters and other weirdos that are in the universal <laughs> rank. <board. laughs> Sometimes I think I'm one of the weirdos that just happen to be here. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think I'm one too, for sure. It's like, how did I end up here and what do I have to do now? <laughs> What's going and on? And it all seems so scripted sometimes. You know, it just seems yeah. so extraordinary. And I've, I've been so blessed, especially in the past like seven years, to see and experience things that so few have um, and work yeah. with amazing scientists and groups. And I've seen things and I've been blessed to see these things with groups of people and scientists and stuff where if I would have seen it alone, like so many people do, you could doubt your own sanity. You mm -hmm. know, you could doubt, you know, what you're really seeing, you know, did someone slip me acid or something or right. You know, I, and that, that blessing that I've had has really allowed me to advance and help with some of the research. I've worked with a lot of the top names and, you know, government groups and agencies and all sorts of different people. And right now doing some absolutely you know, wacky doodle stuff, but it's so, you know, and I want to clarify too, that 
you know, a lot of people claim things, but you can research and find out I have done these things. You can speak to the different scientists. I, you know, I have done these things. I have worked with the, you know, Skinwalker team for three years. I've worked with, you know, scientists from big, you know, uh, groups and agencies and uh, aerospace companies. And, um, and it's not really me. I think so much of it feels kind of scripted. It, you do, you, but you feel like you're just playing a role then. I, you know, now someone who's been an actor in so many ways, I, I think that, you know, I think we've all felt a little weird in our bodies. Yeah. You know, like this weird, stinky, you know, <laughs> thing just seems weird. Especially <laughs> when you're younger, you realize, you know, how foreign the body is and that something else lives on past this body and has a tiny connection to the past experiences. And, you know, I have this belief in the great oneness. You know, our universe is unquestionably something, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to nothing. And right. this somethingness uh, reflects on itself through consciousness. Sure. And I have the um, a distinct feeling that I'm experiencing the universe as buddy and through this perspective. And in that way, the great oneness is seeing the universe through this perspective, getting to know itself. But I also feel like I'm Shaq. You know, and I also feel like I'm carrot top and I also, you know, I can relate to these other people and circumstances. And I also, when I see a bird dip and dive and swoop and do these amazing things, I think, gosh, I can almost feel that, you know? Right. Yeah. That's um, that buddy. That's what I'm, uh, when I was a real young and even up to this day, I have this weird overarching empathy that I have to control. That's real. I mean, I didn't realize it when I was young uh, that, I, that that's what it was. It would just upset things would upset me. And, and I would have this great empathy towards things that I didn't understand. Like I remember oh, I must've been four, but I watched an American tale, the movie, American tale, the Disney movie where, you know, the five and, you know, he's lost his family and all that stuff. And I got so upset. I started crying and my stomach started hurting and I got freaked out. And my dad, it was with my, just my dad and I, and my mom was at work. <clears throat> my stomach hurts. And he was just really worried about me. And I'm like, I'm so upset. I didn't, I, you know, thinking back, you know, 40 years later, I realized that I had, that it was just the empathy for this character that I saw in a movie, you know, but, but, but I go through this time, like in all of these things where I think, oh, my life sucks, or, you know, my life sucks, but like, oh, this sucks. This is a bad day or whatever. And I'll see a kid that's in a wheelchair or I'll see a blind, you know, a kid or, or a person and it'll be like, yeah, man, I suck at life. Like this person is enjoying their entire existence in a capacity that's nowhere near what I'm at. And it literally, buddy, it literally happens like right then. It's like all of a sudden this person's in front of me and I'm like, fuck, you know, it's like, it's like the universe. It's, you know, I get this overwhelming sense and not just from this personal feeling from a bunch of other things I've been involved with that so much of it seems scripted. It seems so ironic. And, you know, people like us are empathetic people. We're mama's boys. That's also (laughs) been our superpower. You know, we weren't built super muscular and tough and that wasn't our our place. You know, our place, we could befriend the big, super tough, strong guy and that thereby we were safe, you know, (laughs) Uh, or make them laugh or whatever. And we didn't have to spend all the time, you know, in a a tanning machine and on the weights. (laughs) We could spend time, you know, watching wacky movies and doing, you know, whatever. But um, I think that empathy is such a blessing and I'm so thankful for it. That ability to, you know... Where you have two tuning forks, one tuning fork is literally resonating 
empathizing, making a connection with the other one where they both can vibrate at the same frequency. And together, when they do that empathy, that resonance, that harmonic, it's exchanging energy mm-hmm. across previous barriers. Right. And that's what the whole nature of remote viewing is. That's the whole nature of the ESP experience, of psychokinesis, of prayer uh, for healing, uh, of so much of the consciousness gift, of um, resonating with uh, other life forms. Um, and that's so much of what CE5 is about. And mm-hmm. so, you know, everyone talks about consciousness being that nexus, you know, right. between all these strange things. You know, we know UFOs and phenomena share some very unique, distinct characteristics. You know, we know that uh, UFOs mirror the observers. Yeah, which is amazing, talk- isn't it? It's totally amazing. Let me <laughs> share a couple more of these little things that they do, that both do. And with phenomena, like you can go to a strange locations like a haunted house or skinwalker, and they'll tell you about the phenomena mirroring them. If you come in with a militaristic standpoint, you'll get militaristic responses. If you come with a loving, caring um, nature, you'll see beautiful craft or, you know, a bizarre, colorful light show, these beautiful things. And then aside from mirroring, both things share other unique little weird characteristics like precognizance. UFOs seem to know what you're going to do next. Right. Uh, Fravor talked about the UFO knowing the where their, their waypoint was going to be. Yeah. And you see this throughout UFO history. The mm-hmm. same problem Bigelow spoke about with Skinwalker many times about the dang phenomena knew what we were going to do and could outsmart us. Yeah. And then the other, other effect, this is just three of these unique uh, effects is the hitchhiker phenomenon. People who see UFOs have other weird experiences shortly thereafter for a while. Mm -hmm. And if you go to uh, like Skinwalker Ranch or haunted houses and other instances, the thing follows Follows you. But does it follow you though, buddy? We talked about this kind of a little bit, but do you think it does? Or do you think that it's always been there and that you're just, you just tune into it. What else mirrors you? What else is precognizant of you? What else um, uh, does a hitch, what else follows you home? You do. You, that's you, it. Your consciousness. <laughs> yeah, your consciousness. You yeah. know that consciousness is the nexus of these bizarre things. And if you look at the ATIP results, you mm-hmm. know, after 10 years of studying the best military UFO cases, they came up with a list of vulnerabilities that was accidentally leaked uh, yeah, by those- Chris Mellon. Yeah, the, slide, the nine. slide nine. Like, could just go walk through yeah. walls. Could be there any at any point. <laughs> just do it. Do whatever. Right. All these complete sensor disruption, destruction, or whatever. Right. Just yeah, instantaneous sensor disassembly. Which <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> and that's a great one too. You know, a lot of people don't know that not only have UFOs shut off the missiles when they were locked, or the gun cameras when locked, or the machine guns when locked, but they literally physically affected the systems. Also on submarines, also at nuclear sites. Just shut it down. Like you couldn't launch a missile if you wanted to, is what Senator Reid said at one point. Like if we wanted to hit that button, it's not going to happen. And not only because like it put a bug in there or was able to hack, it literally disassembled, physically (laughs) separated them. Wow. Bigelow spoke about how you know, they had cameras looking at their other cameras to see why they were getting ripped <laughs> apart and stuff. And one camera had all this masking tape and wires. And in a second, boom, it was disassembled. <laughs> disassembled. And with the other camera watching, and they couldn't even discriminate when. And how, all they knew is 
they could tell at a certain point it was disassembled. And, you know, this gives us some very deep insights into the powers of the mind. Right. And um, the, you know, whole UFO and phenomena issue now, and thank goodness we've been able to say yes as a government and as people, um, this something weird is happening. Right. This opens up all the next questions. And, you know, a few steps down the road, they'll be circling back to us who are in the consciousness field and work on these things um, and say, okay, how does this fucking work? <laughs> you know? And I believe- you've, you've been in this game for a long time. So, I mean, like a long yeah. time, you know? I mean, like really a long time. And you kind of yeah. know. So they come and talk to you, right? I mean, they ask you or people, associates or whatever, affiliations yeah. or, but I mean, because who else are they going to talk to? They don't know. They're not talking to them. They're not talking to the government. Nobody's, I mean, no. they, you know, I mean, it's us, it's people. And, and, you know, we're experimenting, you know, on the limits of consciousness, what it can do. You know, there's tons of studies that talk about um, how prayer works. Right. And prayer is psychokinesis. Prayer is, you know, people have miraculous hearings, healings. And there's a lot of different factors that, you know, you have to be very realistic and balanced about this topic because mm -hmm. it's very dynamic. It um, is. You know, a lot of this can be psychosomatic. It can be belief. But there's also something very special going on. Consciousness seems to be not separate from space-time energy and matter, not separate from our universe. It seems to be interwoven. Mm -hmm. where you can't really consider one without the other. You can't consider consciousness without space, time, matter, and energy, and you can't consider space, time, matter, and energy without a consciousness to observe it. It's meaningless. Right. So it's this tapestry, and that you know, tapestry allows us to plug in and um, experience some things that just are boggling. It's amazing. I mean, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Bill Bankston, uh, Dr. Bill yeah. Bankston, or, you yeah, know, the but Bankston um, effect. Yeah. The Bankston effect. I mean, that's just some of the most amazing things I've ever seen. That, you yeah. know, with the mice. It's so much more amazing. There's stuff that if I told you, you just wouldn't freaking believe it. Some of this <laughs> stuff is so outrageous. But here's a little example the Hutchinson effect. Right. The Hutchinson this, effect. Yeah. This is a guy who has some really wacky old videos. And some of them look like they're totally faked or run backwards or whatever. But the top scientists at the time and since have studied his work and mm -hmm. the stuff he's done. He's transmuted metals. And these metals are still transforming. These metals are labs all over the world. He's done incredible things with reality. Yeah. And a lot of people think it was the machines he was surrounded by. But those machines are just a magic feather. They're just a belief construct that allows you to um believe even deeper that these things can happen and therefore you can do it so you um, think that the hutchinson is the guy and not the machines and everything he's doing is not it that he's no, he's the one doing it absolutely dr hathaway said hmm. after researching for a long time and others that uh it was hutchinson's mind his powerful wow. powerful mind and there is something called uh, a magic feather and locations objects and all sorts of things can serve as a magic feather and literary uh, it's a literary uh, element uh, where the, the notion is uh, a master gives a student a magic feather and says you will be able uh, to win this martial arts competition if you always keep this magic feather and the kid's great hi, 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 hi. and then one day at near the end of the story there's like a big you know final world martial arts event and the kid loses the magic feather, feather and the master says 
it wasn't magic. It's just a stinking feather. You <laughs> are the magic. Uh-huh. So, buddy, buddy, I'm sorry about this stuff, but this is, I had no. this story come to me um, last week. I was with my brother-in-law. We were staying at my parents' house when I was 10, way out in the country. Uh, we needed a well, a water well to be dug. We had a well and it was dry. And we looked all over the place. We got this guy who was like 90 years old. He was like, a, uh, they called him a water witch. You ever heard of these guys? It's yeah, like of course. They have like a, 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 it was a willow uh, branch that was in the shape Swift, of like, yeah, yeah like a, a, a dowsing, dowsing, yeah, dowsing rod, right? Yeah. This guy would walk around the yard and, you know, he would, he was hold this, and it would just fall, you know, and I'm like, a kid, I'm like, well, these guys are just dropping this thing, you know, he's just turning this thing. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm like, bullshit. So the guy goes, come here, kid. I'm like, all right. He's like, hold on to the end of this. I'm like, all right. And he's like, well, walk with me. And he's nine years old. And the guy that's with him is this kid or whatever. And he's like in his 40s or whatever. And he's just like, like, he's just kind of like, this doesn't happen, right? So I'm, I'm walking with this old man and I'm holding this thing. And he's like, don't hold on too tight. So I'm holding on to it. And this thing fucking falls out of my hand, like literally. And he, and he grabs it. And we both grab it as it falls down. And we're walking, we're walking through the yard, other places, nothing's going on. And we get to the same spot again. This thing falls down. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, wow, this is it. And the kid, the guy looks at me and he's like, kid, you, you can do this now. And the, and the, and his son looks at me. He's like, he's never done that to me. And I've never seen him do that to anybody. And then he walked away and I was like, what the fuck? But that literally came to me last week when I was at my parents' house, when I'm standing in front of the well. And I remember like, yeah, I remember the 90 year old man that walked with me on this well. And I was like, and even the stick is a magic feather. You know, all these different things are magic feathers. And for Hutchinson, his machines w- w- were a magic feather that al- something that, and even Skinwalker Ranch itself is a magic feather. Haunted you think houses, so? Absolutely. Um, haunted houses are a magic feather. People say, oh, this land is, this house is haunted. It's been haunted for generations. Yeah. You know, an Indian burial ground was here. And once you hear some of these things, you're like, oh, boom, I believe. And, and the then key is that your su- that belief system allows your subconscious, which is like a different person. And that person does not communicate well with the conscious you. It allows that other, that subconscious connection to space, time, matter, and energy to be free and do powerful, powerful things. Wow. Um, so, buddy, how but, do you tap into it? <laughs> well, you learn, there's a lot of techniques that you can learn. Yeah. Can there, I mean, you can do this, like not forward. me and you, but like everybody can do this, right? Like everybody. Absolutely. Everybody. And, and you know, I teach people. And in fact, tonight I had a class I was going to uh, teach with someone, but I wanted to do the show with you very much. And um i just oh, you know thank you man i'm sorry for those people but let's bring them back we'll we'll do it all together <laughs> no it's, it's a dear friend that that friend um the very first class she'd had like amazing 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 results and then the second class she had amazing 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 stunning results and you know you can look at people like ingo swan right and ingo swan could not only definitely see distant spaces and times but he could also physically affect them and touch them. Wow. So somehow a part and that's the same thing with prayer. Mm-hmm. It's another form of psychokinesis. A part of him is here and a little bit of him is somewhere else. We're all connected to everything. Mm-hmm. You're never alone. If you're in the, uh, you know, the smallest little town and you think you can't affect the world and make it better. You can, you're connected to freaking everything and you can develop these skills and these abilities. And people like Hutchinson and many others have been studied the very, high-end levels and have been able to reproduce some staggeringly amazing stuff 
So, and, buddy, so buddy, when when these people have been studied, and, and I've I've read, you know, Kit Green and all these people in the government for a hundred, you know, forever, I've been doing that, and then the caudate patanum, you know, the part of the brain that has fired up, and all these other things, you know, that's that's a physical. I hate to say deformity, but it's a physical. There's a differentiator between those people and other people, but. What we're saying is that, that that's not that's not the limit. There's there's definitely a part of every human on the planet that can do things that they're yes. completely unaware of. Yep, and you know some people have a bunch of different um, characteristics that make them naturals and able to hit really high heights. Well, um, so this is perfect people- because I've I've heard this too. It's like like Michael Jordan can play basketball like. Anybody that ever, you know, like better than anybody I've ever seen. I can go shoot a hoop. You and I could go play basketball, but Michael Jordan is like Michael Jordan, right? Same kind yeah. of deal with this thing, right? Some people are the Michael Jordans, Ingle Swans, like, you know, um, uh, um, Pat Price, like all these other people are the, you know, the meccas of this thing. So, and there's some real, uh, let's talk about Kit Green's work a little bit for a second. Yeah. He spoke about um, prodigious savants mm-hmm. being some of the best displayers of these characteristics. And yes, they have more connections than the Kade Friedman, but um, something about being a prodigious savant. Um, I've been characterized as such by different people. And, you know, I think that helps. That makes, you know, some people have a natural music talent and right. others have to train to be as good as someone with that natural talent, you know? Right. Um, and, I think everyone's got it. Some people have got it a little bit more naturally and easier, but mm-hmm. I have to train all the time to keep myself at the highest level. Like I, you know, and to keep growing and learning and I'm tenacious. I'm not willing to accept failure and I don't fail because right. even if I don't achieve my desired goal, I've learned something every single time. You know, we're not freaking magicians. We're technically all of us, all humans are kind of like scientists. We're learning from, you know, crashing into, you know, quote, mistakes, and thereby the next time you improve your possibilities and your percentages. And um, with these abilities, there's a lot of training, a lot of stuff that you can do that can increase those percentages. It's all about percentages, and you can get your percentages to outrageous levels and experience some of the most amazing things possible. And when you do this kind of work and exercise and experiments in a no failure zone, you can afford to dream big and feel like you can fail big. You know, there's no small dreams when you do some of this stuff. I've had to try different things for the first time ever at some point, like, you know, praying for healing. I had to try that at the first, for the first time at some point, bending metal without touching it. I had to try that for the first time you know, at some point, um, moving compasses. I had to try that before, you know, at, at some point, uh, having never done it before. And you have to just kind of freaking go for it and have faith in yourself. And if you need to create magic feathers for yourself, fine, wear your lucky socks or, you know, whatever. But also there are some scientists who believe that there's a genetic component. Hmm. Um, I'm related to a famous um, a healer and uh, also, I found out he was an amulet maker named Yisrael Balshem Tov. He's one of the big propagators of the Hasidic oh, And yeah. he was from the Russian-Polish border. And I've heard from different people that that area seems to have a lot of the nat- a lot of naturals there and people who can display very high-end abilities. Oh, um, shit. That's my problem. 
<laughs> the Majorowski part is the yeah, from the Russian Polish border. So yeah, so we're we've got some kinship there, but yeah. I don't want anyone to believe that they can't do it because they're this, you know, or that or whatever. Everyone can do this. This is part of our natural senses that help us survive. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, I think the bloodline probably has a part of it too. Though we talked about the the female part of it, but the bloodline, and you know, I'm still kind of on the RH negative thing. I don't know if that's going to pan out at all, but that's one of the things that's in the back of my mind. That's like, wow, well, it's just so weird. Why is that a thing? You know, and uh, if I don't know, I, I just feel like that's probably you know part of our you know or or our lineage, you know, uh, or in ancestral. DNA that builds up in us or, or whatever else, or the connection we can make to our ancestors. But, um, you know, some of the stuff, buddy, that you've been doing has been epic. So like the Skinwalker Ranch stuff, I don't know if you can talk about it or not, but man, you know, Brandon Fugel has been all over Twitter. He's been <clears throat> really forthcoming about a lot of the stuff is going on. People ask him questions. He answers, you know, he's, there's no bullshit. And yeah. he's not, he's like, Hey, we're not making this like to be, um, you know, uh, what's the, what's the show that's on the, 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 they're digging for gold in some Island. I can't remember. It's been on for yeah, like yeah. eight years. You know, <clears throat> he's like, we're not doing that. We're, we're really like getting to try to get to the bottom of it, you know? And, yeah. um, and he's you know, spoken, he's spoken very kindly about me on Twitter and acknowledged that I've opened his eyes to things. And I've been blessed to work with the science team there. And, uh, Brandon is the nicest guy. He's a real, um, He's a real Ronin. He's not owned by the government. He's right. been completely transparent. He's showing the pictures and the video of craft. Yeah. Sharing, you know, even in tweets, frequencies that some of these craft are displaying. Um, he's really a blessing. And that location, as well as others, are really going to help usher in this new age of understanding. Because the work that's going on there is staggering. That's There's amazing. stuff that they, that's not in the show and just staggering stuff is going on there. And their science team is absolutely amazing. And I've been blessed to work with other groups too and stuff. I can't completely, you know, share too much of, but I've been working with an aerospace company and with this it's totally separate from that location. Mm -hmm. We have seen being we, this head of the aerospace company saw being before I did. And is this the shorty guy that I saw something shorty, shorty guy. Wow. Is it like, and so like that happened in front of you, right? This guy yeah. just showed us up two days in a row. And it was at Galileo park, like the most perfect place, which is a very <laughs> special, special park. I mean, it's really, really special. There's been numerous weird experiences there. And we saw him two days in a row. He, he knew our names. He knew who we were. He knew, I mean, it's so freaking, Oh, did I leave here? Yeah, yeah, you're back. <laughs> um, it's so, <laughs> it's so off the charts from regular experience that yeah, you know, you almost doubt your sanity. Did someone slip us like you know a Mickey in our drink or something like that? Or is there somebody tapping your phones and just screwing with you? Or are they like sending these people in just to mess with you? Like it, it was so, and it was such a an, a revolutionary experience for weeks you're like oh my god do you remember this or what was this like and you you know you end up calling each other back and forth i've had that experience several times with different people i've had extraordinary experiences with where you just have to kind of check in with each other because it was such a reality expanding event and the shorty stuff was just like you know it's a whole episode just on, on that and i'm going to do a someone requested i do another video on that experience but even oh recently god. i had a contact experience that was like you know 
off the charts, really freaking amazing. And I've had experiences. I've been blessed to have these experiences with other scientists and group. And like this one head of an aerospace company's genius scientist, we went to uh, Huntsville, Alabama to mm -hmm. go um, meet with some scientists there. And I got tested on a bunch of these different machines at this lab. I can't say exactly all the people <laughs> that were there, but it was some like really, really cool and important people and groups and stuff. And yeah. there's a bit on my channel of me, um, affecting a shielded compass and you can yeah. hear if you carefully in the background you can hear some people and who they were and what groups uh -huh. that were acting as control and me and this scientist have such this kind of resonance together and um that we just have had such extraordinary experiences a craft hold on a second there's someone something's going off my phone the iguana uh, came back it's hold on Am I it's, gone? Okay, yeah, see. yeah. Your picture is just gone. We got the iguana guy, which is cool, by the way. I like the iguana okay. guy. But there you are. That, that's better. <laughs> okay, you're back. Okay. So uh, we had, as we, after we left that event and experience, being tested on all these machines. Um, you had like a UFO flight next to you, like next to the yeah, car, right? It literally circled the truck. It rode on the passenger side, uh, like, you know, 50 feet, I guess, 50 yards maybe to the right side of the path keeping that pace with us and it was so vivid so extraordinary such an amazing bizarre you know craft and, and it was so undeniable and it was so obviously you know not earth tech right you know, it right. much you know like the most recent uh special you know secret uh, aircraft that we've seen was the stealth bomber and, and fighter <laughs> and those are 50 years old so we know there's extraordinary stuff mm -hmm. that the mm -hmm. government has that's off the charts right right uh, right this is not that what we saw was not not that, that right and it was such an extraordinary experience and um you know you can work with people you can find someone that allows you to be you and yeah but that's the cool thing but buddy that's the that's the biggest thing i found in my life is that i've always found people that just let me be me or they like gravitate to you and like i like you and i'm like okay and these are the coolest people in your lives you know they just come up to you and they just let you be you and and you be you with them and you make them happy and have fun and or whatever and and you resonate like those yeah the, the, the forks and that creates an energies you know this these energies that previously couldn't yeah and stuff starts happening you wow. know so buddy if you and i get together man things might you <laughs> weird shit would probably happen weird shit would probably happen we have so many different similarities and, and like sensibilities yeah this, uh scientist is a savant also and he's oh. no no doubt he's a savant and when we were driving down to go do the tests i was showing at the time i was really into affecting machines and lights and different things from a distance yeah. and was you're turning off lights and, and stuff like that on, you know, command, huh? On command, basically. And I was really practicing it a lot at that time too. And he picked it up like that. And, wow. you know, sometimes you can attribute it to, Oh, you know, this could be a coincidence. I could, you know, this light is annoying me when we're, you know, trying to take a break and, and stop and not drive and want to shut it off. And maybe it just happened to, you know, be coincidentally shut off. But if you're able to do that three times in a row without <laughs> any, you know, deviation at different locations without any time separation from you going three, two, one off and it goes off. Then, you know, something really weird. <laughs> and he was able to pick it up like really fast. Wow. And, um, so what happens there, and it happens all the time. Yeah. All the time. Can, yes. And you can, 
find, you know, people and places and groups to work with. And if you're able to display this consistently under pressure while videotaped and while witnessed, you can really help the research. And like Ingo Swan sought out the researchers. Right. And that's what I've, I've done initially. I sought them out. And I didn't want to be an Uri Geller and be on TV. I, I don't want to be on a show. I don't want to do that stuff. I don't want to be on the History Channel. I don't want yeah. to do that. I want to further the, the research behind the scenes and share as much knowledge as I can while I, I'm here. I don't, you know, I have belief systems as to how this stuff works or some of it works, but I don't know. Shit, this is just like whole new fucking territory. <laughs> you know, well, some of the things with you, said, you brought up early Geller, Yuri Geller, and it was like, you know, and I don't know this at all, but I, it seems like from all the things that all the research that I've done is that, you know, Yuri Geller does have an ability to do things, but yeah. because of the pressure, because of the things that at some point he had he to faking stuff, faking yeah. stuff to, because he, because the pressure was there, right? Yeah. But I don't it's know if horrible. that's true or not. That's just what I hear. And that's, true. you know, it's okay. True. okay. There's no, no doubt. He's done a lot of sleight of hand and trickery. They've caught stuff on video. He had the natural ability, but he started to doubt himself. Yeah. And you find out, you know, sometimes you crash into this. Russell Targ talked about him being a, a stage magician and oh, yeah. weird shit would happen. And, um, and that's kind of what would happen with, with Uri. He found out when he was doing his regular magic that weird shit would happen. And he even shocked the crap out of himself at Stanford University doing some of these things. And, um, but then he, you know, he wanted to, he was a little bit of, a little too self-indulgent. And I want to mm. be an Ingo. I don't want to be an Uri, you know? Right, 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 um, right, right. Uri Geller came out recently and said some, uh, a female, um, I forget who the leader was at the time. This was a couple of years ago. Um, was going to fail at this attempt uh, to do something. What was it? Brexit, I think it was. Yeah, Brexit. Oh, I came out and said that you know, and she said, "I'm going to use my powers of remote influence to <laughs> stop her." You know, and I was like, "You're going to fail <laughs> morally wrong," and yeah. I'm going to try and funk you. Mm -hmm. And she did the exact opposite of what he had predicted and tried to remote influence. And he's several times gotten into politics and things like that and said, I'm going to remote influence. And that's terrible. That's terrible stuff. If you look at slide nine. Yeah. Oh, slide, slide nine just boggles my mind, man. Yes. And it says the ability to affect the cognizance of decision makers. That is hardcore. Remote influence is real. It's possible. Just like you can pray and help someone heal, you could do other negative things if you wanted to. But the positive forces, I think, outweigh th that negativity any day of the week. Any day of the week. Good. You know, this universe is more matter than antimatter. It's more good than bad. So we always have a natural advantage. Empathy wins. Oh, you know, yeah. Love wins. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm, I, I was screwed with man, and I'm I'm gonna I've said it a couple of times, and you know I've gotten into this, and I've been scared of this whole thing because my dad told me he's like, you know, the men in black are real. These people will show up, they'll take your stuff, and they'll tell you shut up, or you're gonna have an accident. <clears throat> but I was literally in the sh I was getting I got in the shower. Somehow, I found out that water for me amplifies whatever effect that I'm having or uh, as an effect on me, <laughs> you know? So I'm in the shower and this voice comes to me. It's like, are you going to be part of this? Are you, are you going to be with us? Or are you going to be against us? And I'm like, you know, it's, it's directed. Oh, look, there's the Iwana. 
What is this doing? <laughs> Every time. What? Your image disappears, too, and I disappear, and it goes, <laughs> a little funny thing happens. Something, something's happening. But literally, this thing came, it's like, are you going to be with us, or are you going to be against us? And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, are you fucking, I'm like, if, you know, if, if you're real, and you know me, and I know who you are, then come to me or tell somebody to come to me and, and come to me in person. Quit fucking with me and fuck you. And no, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to fuck with you. And it went away. But it was like straight. And you uh, know what that could have been? That could have been your belief mm-hmm. that that could happen. Could have Amplified. acted as a magic feather to let right. your subconscious. You know how in dreams, you don't really control your dreams. You can have nightmares. You don't control those. Right. It's your subconscious acting out these other belief systems within you. And that can happen. And those things, because of the power of the subconscious to affect space, time, energy, matter, you can create negative scenarios for yourself. But for me, I never, I don't buy into the negative. I don't allow it into my sphere. I don't believe in, you know, negative energy, you know, and stuff like that. So they can't affect me and they can be real and affect others. And there's all sorts of other technology and there's weird stuff the government has done and other countries have done. That stuff exists. Right. It's right, not right, bullshit. Right. right. And um, you can give things power by highlighting them. And oh, so, yeah. So quit talking absolutely. about it. <laughs> 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 fucking those things. No, no, no. It was, it was one of those things, but I was just so, I was just so like, you know what? Fuck that. Fuck. You know, I went back to my streets like, no, fuck you Boom. and fuck whoever told you who come over here and Boom. get the fuck out of here. You know, and, and that right. was it. And that was it, you know, but right. um, yeah, like that was one of the things I learned early on was the Japanese have a, this belief that the minute they feel like they're getting sick, like a cold or whatever, they just push that out of their mind completely out of them. and just fucking put yeah. Don't think about it. Don't even talk about it. Blah, 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 gone, 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 and they don't get sick. And if you look statistically, they are like the least sick people on the fucking planet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Other people, and this has happened to me, and it's really kind of, you know, to be honest and, and crude or vulgar or whatever, it's fucked up. There are people who have I've worked with and I've seen stuff and I've been scared of me. Scared of you? Yeah, because I've been able to demonstrate something and they think, oh, you know, did you make me sick the other day? I got really sick, you know, when you got upset at me or something. It's like, no, it's your own subconscious doing this stuff. You know, don't buy into that stuff. You have, you know, your mind has control over your body. And Uh. even if someone's trying to affect you, your mind can prevent it because you've got control over not only your body, but this, you know, consciousness has an ability to affect space, time, matter, and energy. And um, there are people who think, you know, this stuff is satanic. Even mm-hmm. Louis Elizondo, the head of the ATIP program, said that his boss thought this stuff was, you know, See, yeah, satanic. the devil. And they just don't don't research it. It's the devil. That's the devil, right? Yeah, I and mean, that's what they said. It's like it, it's so hard to break that stigma to break the, the. It is, but our universe is so beautiful. It's interactive. It allows you to use your consciousness to literally affect the rolls of the dice. Oh, in, it's like your matter in space time, like anything. Like, I mean, you, you know, when, when you, uh, you know, I, I reached out to you a couple of months ago and I was like, buddy, you know, Hey, can we hook up? Whatever, you know, let's do it. And, you know, I didn't hear anything. I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, I'll let it go. And like, when you just out of the blue, you're like, Hey, cool. When do you want to do it? And then that second, I was like, I had like this moment and it was like a, it, it's so weird, man. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you how I felt for me. Was that like when you it's said that? Synchronicity. I, yeah. It was just like, boom. And all of a sudden, everything kind of waved up on top of me like this. like, And it came back. And I was like, 
oh, I realize how this works. Like you put out the intention with love and respect and, you know, you know, goodwill and all this stuff. And you really want it to happen and it happens. And, you know, you you put that out there. You don't just be like, I want you, I don't want to talk to you because I'm going to have 400 views on my channel now. And it's like, no, fuck no. It's like, I really want to talk to this guy because I feel like we're on the same wavelength or, you know, like I just, I have this, this, this thing. And like, I was like, wow, this is it. And then it harkens back to what my mom said. Back when at the video store, Blockbuster, when I was like 14, she's like, you just walk into a room and people just come to you. I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> like That uh, means a few different things, though. It's not just your charm. You know, there are people I know who are physically not great looking people necessarily or not the ideal model. But yeah. their personality is so charming and magnetic. They draw people to them. Right, and right, right. It's not just your looks, it's your spirit. And that's why I you know, gave you the compliment at the beginning of the show, because you bring an intellectualism and you br- bring an approachability and you will attract and hold the attention of a certain sector of skeptics out there. And by listening to you and hearing your guests and things like that, and you're discriminating about your choices, um, you're going to help share this important information. And it takes a while, you know, all this new stuff that's coming now is so dynamic and people have been living in this safe little bubble, you know, of, you know, we believe the universe is this way and therefore I can, you know, go to work every day and not freak out, you know, and, and, and worry about the mundane things like, you know, I got a bad breath or my hair's not, (laughs) all these other things we can afford to think about that. But the second we start to realize how dynamic and different the universe is than just our puny little human senses can detect the more I think, magical stuff starts happening the more we realize our connection to one everything you know we're all connected you know i've used this analogy before that you know a tree from above in like two dimensions looks very weird you know there's an apple over here a monkey over here a bird over here a branch over here and they all look separate right but if you look at the tree from the side in 3d you'll see oh there's a there's a lizard It happens every time we need it to happen, buddy. It just- <laughs> the, the second we're about to talk about something interesting, it's like, <laughs> and if you look at the tree from the side, you notice that everything is connected. And it's connected by branches that meet at hubs. And the branches get bigger and wider, and there's less and less entropy. And until finally you get to one trunk where everything is connected. And that's you know how our universe is kind of structured, I think, in many ways. You know, the past is living and alive and supports the now. Now couldn't exist if the past wasn't living and alive on some level, you know. Um, And when you really believe that, you realize that every deed you do is recorded on the fabric of space time. Every if someone you know and love has passed away, you are forever in those moments in the past with them. Those moments have not disappeared. They're not gone. They exist forever. And, you know, for me, I'm always holding my mom's hand as we go for a walk, or I'm always doing wonderful things with my mom, or I'm always kissing that girl I always loved, you know, forever in those moments. And so every action you do is really important because they last forever on space time, you know, and, uh, you know, you've got this precious little time here. You might as well go for it. Have fun. Don't let other people drag you down, you know, and explore this weirdness because we've been given such a magical interactive universe. It's mind-boggling dude it's so amazing i love you buddy seriously man well i i used to be a dick i'm a little better now
You know, when I was young, I was more of a, you know, more, we all go through these learning. Oh, I'm, I was an asshole a lot for it too, I'm man. So I, oh, no, nobody's perfect, man. But like, we get I'm there. I mean, perfect. we get there. I mean, we totally get there. I mean, like, it, there's, there's like this finite amount of information that comes to you. I've had these weird things happen to me where I've been standing up <clears throat> at a, you know, corporate thing, you know, I do information security. So I've been standing up in front of a bunch of fucking people that, need to make decisions and all this stuff. And I've planned on this, this this presentation for weeks and I've gone through all this shit and I get up there and somebody mm-hmm. else, somebody else starts talking. It's just, blah, 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 and I stand outside myself and I'm like, Holy shit. And I'm looking around at these people and this guy is going, blah, 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 blah. and then go, and I come back in and I'm like, did that make any sense? And everybody's like, that was fucking amazing. And I'm like, uh, uh, <laughs> it's really cool. Like, I have no like idea the what the artist, fuck happened. It's like the martial artist who trains one move over and over and over and over again until it becomes instinct. Oh my gosh, what happened? Okay. No, you're back. Um, yeah. Until it becomes instinct. And then when you actually get in a fight, it just happened. You're like, holy crap, I just you know choked that guy out or I karate chopped him out of freaking nowhere. You know? Yeah. And that's the the case with a lot of these abilities too. Is it? Is it? That's what I was thinking. Is that, is that the same thing where you just kind of train and you practice and then it just happens to you? Yeah, with with stand up comedy, I did a lot of stand up comedy, and I would be nervous every single time before yeah. I went up on stage. And I'm nervous now every time I I do one of these tests, or people are eyeballing me, and I'm supposed to deliver something you know weird. Um, but it was the same thing with comedy. I'd be nervous as heck backstage. Yeah. But after I start, get past the first like second or two, and I get out of my conscious mind. And that self-reflective, you know, negativity, and I just let my the subconscious thing that I've trained and programmed all the jokes into it just it just comes out like you know I'm playing a you know part like Shakespeare said all the world's a stage. You Dude, know? that's somehow that's it. How do you like? I think it's just how to figure out how to get in that, and then just have be have fun and be have love, <laughs> you know, and it's just so simple. You know, we end up fighting it so much. We do, we do. It's it's, it's just the thing. You're just like, ah, ah, ah. you know, because um, yesterday or the day before, somebody asked me to do a remote viewing session for them. They were just like, you know, uh, you know, just put it out there. Hey, can you do this RV thing? And I'm like, ah, man, I haven't done it in a while. All right, cool, I'll do it. So the first one I did, I was like, ah, I'm like, oh, this, I, fuck, this, that doesn't make any sense. Fuck, fuck this. Okay, I'm gonna all right, focus on the shit now. I'm like, I'm like, it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing and you know i gave it to her and she's like wow this is amazing this is spot on i'm like i felt like it sucked really bad because you hate it you know oh it's so you know at, you, you don't know until you know you know and everything is much clearer and, and more comfortable and you know in in hindsight you know i've had yep. so many experiences where i was called to do something you know that i felt it was important and you know i would hate that answer that came out, that gestalt that I know I've learned, I have to listen to no matter how goofy it is or weird it is or whatever like, it says. You're like time machine volcano. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you find out, Oh my gosh, there was a time machine volcano. <laughs> no, yeah. But see, oh, okay. So this, I have a note and this is what one of the things like Omar, one of the things that I saw on one of your feeds was like, Omar asked you to astral project some fucking thing. Is that kind of one of those things that happened for you too? Like this guy was like, yeah. "Hey, do this," and you were like, "He he was a skeptic from Twitter and wanted to challenge me." I, you know, I get a lot of people who do that. Kickadoo is another guy who I didn't know, and 
asked me to try it and i did three targets dead on for, for kickadoo and he did a great testimony video and omar was the same thing he just gave me the numbers i got nothing i didn't get you know it's a location or it's an object or whatever and right the degree of accuracy that happened with that one was just freaking ridiculous it was like how hathor like you and leo like a bunch of stuff on that omar I mean, one it's ridiculous another example is um i worked with this scientist guy i'm not gonna you know yeah. And Lance Munguia. And Lance Munguia was you know, doing some stuff and uh, learning about my story and stuff. And uh, they challenged me three times. They tested me three times and had the most weirdest stuff where I was naming the targets. Naming them. I mean, you're not supposed to name them. You're not supposed to be like, hey, that's that's the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> or like, yeah, that's, that's like, yeah, that's yeah. Exposed wires bent at 90 degrees. And it was exposed wires bent at 90 degrees. <laughs> Um, your wife is drinking a red wine right now. And, uh, <laughs> huh? Honey, what are you drinking? Red wine? What? You know, it's, you know, and you learn to go with that gestalt. And there's all these little tricks, you know, just like anything that you develop as a skill, you learn a lot of little things that help. Right. And for me, I've done a lot of nothingness meditations and done meditations a lot of meditative work and getting to nothingness into that realm of the subconscious with a lot of impediments and difficulties, mm -hmm. you know, with sounds in the background, with Bronx music, with balancing under pain, all these different types of situations. And I can still find that blank space, that nothingness space really fast. There it is. Um, <laughs> and it comes when we need it to, buddy. It does. <laughs> <laughs> and this is not this is not new either too i mean i've had a bunch of electronic weirdness happen mm. i can tell you oodles of stories and there's lots of ways to train that ability oh and, yeah um, i always thought was like, that's what i always thought <laughs> i always i always blamed it on because every time i say that guy's name it's like candy man and all of my shit just starts going fucking crazy I don't know who that, I mean, I know who that guy is, just do the things or whatever, but just the people I talk to and the people I interact with them, I'm like, how does this fucking happen? <laughs> like every time I, now watch, something's well, going to blow up. I think also, he might be acting as a magic feather for you. Oh, it could be. Um, even though I do, I do know him, I've acquainted with him, I've spoken with him, you know, many times. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe we, we should keep this part, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can tell you a bunch of things. And, you know, I'll, turn, I'll, I'll, I'll cut this part off. I'm sorry, but no, as, as soon matter. as soon as the lizard happens, I'll just cut it out. But but that dude, it doesn't I, matter. It doesn't I've freak me out. It's just like, why is he in my head? <laughs> but you know, I've worked with a lot of these people, or spoken with them, had relationships with them. You know, and they all can provide deep insights. John Alexander, the famous, you know, yeah, John Alexander, researched a lot of this stuff. Uh, he gave me like amazing, amazing advice and stuff, and. You know, there's, uh, but there's so many resources out there where you can learn so much about this stuff. You can, you know, if we taught our kids how to empathize oh, and that God. empathy gave them magic powers, we wouldn't have a single school shooting again. <laughs> and right now when we're in this age of transition where um, so many amazing things. Transition to a lizard. <laughs> We're no, no, we're but you're, you're right. We, we need to. Yeah. So many amazing things are going to be happening to us. And these things and incredibly powerful possibilities can destroy us or they can propel us into the future that we dream possible. Um, and 
you know, it takes all of us, you know, even I used to think that, you know, because of the sociopaths and the evil, greedy bastards and a lot of these different natures of humanity that we're not going to make it, you know, we're in this horrible mass extinction and blah, 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 this and blah, 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 that. But, you know, technology grows faster than enlightenment does. And And that's a hindrance. um, We're getting help. It is a hindrance, but we're getting helped. We're getting guided. You know, disclosure is not happening because the DOD is releasing the videos. <laughs> the disclosure is happening because they are making it incontrovertible. They're doing more fleets now and more interactions with the military and all these different things that make you can't deny it anymore. And they are the ones forcing disclosure and helping to write our script. And so that's great because that's honestly how I feel. But at, at, at some point, you know, the people like Chris Bledsoe and like all these people that have like these dramatic massive experiences and ongoing chris bledsoe posted stuff earlier today these orbs just dropping out of the sky right in front of his pond and he's got a camera on it and stuff it's like this is amazing you know john alexander and all these people out of his place and all like all of the government all these people are paying attention to him and it's like i gotta believe this is happening to people in rwanda in like everywhere Right. If you look in a lot of the sutras, if you look in 2,000-year-old stuff from a lot of the Buddhists, from Nargajuna, you'll hear about if you walk the path of virtue, these abilities and these incidents become vistas, almost a distraction to the path of virtue. You can get you know, um, intoxicated by the abilities, or you can get diverted from the path of virtue. And so they almost look at these things as negatives. You must, oh. but the more you follow the path of virtue, when you think about it, the more you are selfless, mm-hmm. the more you are connected to everything else mm. and you're connected to the great oneness. And so that's part of the path of virtue. But um, Nargajuna said, um, uh, if you still your mind, like the surface of a lake, you can reflect the universe. Mm. And it's so much about being a lot of it is the path of virtue and selflessness the less you're focused on you, the more you can do that tuning fork magical thing with everything. Yeah. And, uh, it's so hard for people because like, everybody's just all about them. And like, I want to get the new Nikes and like all this other shit. And you know, it's just so hard. So, technology so hard. is so sociopathic. It makes people look at themselves, you know, me, 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 me here, me over here, me over here, me, ha- me having dinner, me on the beach, my dog, <laughs> my new thing I bought. Yeah. You know, when it's really about you. And about that and about that and about all of us being one, you know, there was this big trend with our last president about nationalism and it's mm. a, you know, separative. It's not about that. You know, when no. you look at the global pandemic, we realize that it's about us. We're all humans. And when you look at the ET subject, just like Reagan said, it will bring us all together. Right. Right. There it is again. ET subject. Uh, what? This is it brings um, us all together. No, no, but but no, it that's it. I mean, uh, I think I think we're getting to the age of awareness. Enlightenment is upon us. I think that there's a uh, force that we are picking up on. It's kind of like a a radio that you can't tune in all the way, but it's starting to come in. It's like oh, I kind of hear script has a direction. There's like this hundredth monkey effect that happens where it's almost as if something is it's inevitable you yeah. know pyramids were inevitable for humans to build all over the world not right. because someone came and said you got to build pyramids in in you know the mayan culture and you've got to build pyramids in egypt no i think humans 
it became like a hundredth monkey effect. Once mm-hmm. you get to a certain point, it becomes a natural structure to build. And there's, it just seems like there's, you know, many layers to this onion. There are people behind the scenes. There's stage managers. We're, you know, all the world's a stage and we're the players. But there's, also stage managers. <laughs> there's producers over see. here and light grips and everybody, <laughs> everybody's, Absolutely. everybody's happening. Everybody's got a part, right? Yeah. And we don't even know, you know, who's backstage and who the audience is and all these different aspects of it. But, uh, but guys like you and I are just in it. We're just doing it. Right. But more than you, man. And I, I want to, I want to tell you, I applaud you for all you do. I mean, you live in uh, New York, you go and help people that are just, you know, uh, are having the worst part of their entire lives and you try to turn their entire lives around and you do it. You fucking do it it's every a, day. You do it every day with, no, with nothing. I know, but you, I mean, but like, man, you sacrificed a lot of your shit. You just said, fuck it, I'm going to do this. You gave up everything you had and you moved to New York and you lived in your truck and you hung out with, you know, and just did it and you, and yeah. you like help people and these people... Uh, I'm are, are, are living lives that will affect a million other lives from from here on out, man. And I applaud you for that. And you how know. much of a blessing it is for me, and also a sense of responsibility when someone needs a healing or wants a healing, and they allow you into this like sacred space of their pain and their difficulties and all these different things. And you know, I just wish I could do better work. You know, I and and more of it, and you know help people believe more and help the kids believe more because I believe the future, um, there's going to be a lot of adversity and human, you know, kids and the humans of the future are going to need every ounce of human potential they have. And they don't need judgment zones. The, the, our kids need no judgment zones. Mm-hmm. We will have not only more empathetic, more, you know, magical humans, but we'll have better architects. We'll have better scientists. We'll have better everything. Better humans. Really, uh, yes. <laughs> better humans. Yes. If we uplifted each other and so many different things that I think are part of enlightened races. I don't think advanced races eat other animals. I don't mm. think advanced races have monetary systems. I don't think they separate themselves from each other. I think they try to unify. You know, uh, We know symbiotic relationships Right out here, neighbor jamming music too. We know symbiotic relationships are more productive than parasitic relationships. Right. Um, so uh, it, it's, it's it's all there. It's it's all there, and I, I don't know, man. Like I think that um, there's we're at a precipice. We are. It feels like we are getting. Uh, it, <laughs> it feels like we're getting handed the car keys. And you know, Ah. when your kid learns to drive, they get a massive new responsibility, right? This is massive new responsibility. They could kill people with their vehicle and they have to rise to the occasion of all these responsibilities that are inherent with driving. Mm -hmm. And that's where we are. We have to drive into space and we have to rise to the um, responsibilities that are inherent in being a space faring uh, species. And we're, we've been given a lot of help. You know, yeah. they crashed craft on every continent. Every hey, here you go. Yeah. Gifted, gifted, you know. Gifted. And, uh, you know, we can either make hypersonic, invisible to all radar, um, uh, metamaterial, nuclear weapons, or we can make craft that preserves, that's the insurance policy for our glorious biosphere. The more we have different colonies out in space, the more you know, humanity and our bio 
you know, systems and circles have an insurance policy in case a gamma ray burst or another pandemic or, you know, all sorts of possible things that could that wiped out all the previous, you know, mass extinctions. So we're at a special point, man. It's it's cool to be alive now. It totally is. The thing the thing that I that gets me a lot about a lot of this stuff is that there's so many different <clears throat> not only early earthly factions we can just forget about for a minute. Think about the ET factions. Just like earthly factions, we have people that, you know, care about different uh aspects of reality. <laughs> so if we have like five million different ET aspects that care about our reality or, or want to influence our reality. That's happening all the time. They're crashing stuff. There's this different, like, so who do you, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're, and to me, it's like, well, well, what do you resonate with? Like you said, the tuning fork. Well, who do you hit with that resonates with you on that level? You just be you, the best you you can be, and that will resonate with the best of, of those and the ones that want to interact with you or not. You know, it's like in regular life, you can't worry about how other people think of you. If you spend your time doing that, you're wasting your precious time on this planet. Be the best you that you can be. And that will, it'll fit into the universe. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't have to change the universe so you fit into it. You know what I mean? Oh um, yeah, I quit caring and, about I quit caring about people what people thought about me back in high school. <laughs> you, know, you have to, you kind of have to. You know? I don't give a shit what you people think of me. I'm just going to do me, right? But yeah, a lot of people I get hung up in that. Yeah, everybody gets hung up in that though. I mean, they ever, it's it's really hard because of the societal structures and all the things. And I'm like, is that a control thing, or is that just everybody just trying to make it happen for themselves? Is it a planned obsolescence where everybody's like, oh, you have to be, you have to wear the members only jacket, or you're not the good guy? And like, what is it? It's part of a learning curve. It's part of a learning curve. You know, you have to learn why something's wrong before you really appreciate doing the right thing. Of course. and, you know, I've had a long, a lot of talks with uh, Linda Moulton Howe. Yeah. And she's very, you know, mystif- not mystified, but very curious why there's so many dark forces in the universe, you know. But that's, there's this kind of balance, you know. Uh, you, you can't have, you can't appreciate the yin without the yang. That's and, above, so below, right? Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, and you, you need to have negative experiences out there so you can really appreciate the good experiences. You know, um, and it kind of sucks, but I think, you know, as races get more advanced, we can change our environments more and more and, and we can make things better for all of us. You know, we, that's a real powerful skill and ability. Humans have been able to transform reality to make reality a lot more comfortable for us and convenient and faster and, and everything. But we're still really insatiable. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I, I heard a podcast about you talking about like it used to take forever to go across the river in New York, right? Like exactly, you know, it would take for it would take like a long, a long fucking time. And now that you're under on a on a subway underneath the river, going like three minutes, you're like, God, this is forever. Oh yeah. And, or if you had told someone three hundred years ago, you will be standing in the air, you know, three hundred feet above the river, flying across the river. They'd be like. <laughs> you, know, you know how long it took to cook food you know you had to get the coals and do all that stuff now we're complaining about the 30 seconds it takes in a microwave <laughs> you know but that same insatiability is our drive to go into space and our drive to make technology more and more powerful and it's a dangerous dangerous precarious time and society needs you know the the wackadoodles and the you know 
shamans like you? Yeah, they need both sides. They need a little bit of everything. And I've been blessed to kind of give up on the self-indulgent things I needed to explore to find the power of selflessness and the powers of selflessness. And uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. I've always wanted to try and walk the path of some of the really incredible people I admired. I wondered how did Jesus eat every day, you know, or how did Muhammad survive every day or how did, you know, John the Baptist or how did, you know, this famous rabbi survive every day who, who, chose the, the you know path of poverty or and how buddha did, yeah like what who's feeding who's feeding buddha because he's not look like he's missing any meals <laughs> you know what i mean somebody's yeah, right. feeding buddha <laughs> like, but yeah no you're right because i think that whatever that resonates out and, and it hits the other tuning forks of uh, the other humans that are awesome and, and it comes to you man it sure does. It's so amazing. This universe, I'm just so impressed with it more and more. I used to think it was constrictive and difficult to do everything. And now I realize how you can harmonize with things and your wishes can come true and you can make wishes come true, you know, and you can do amazing things you never even thought possible. Stuff I, I won't, I can't even talk about because it just sounds so absolutely <laughs> nutty. And I've never, I've never have heard voices. I've never had any psychological issues. I've never, you know, had, you know, psychological medicine or right 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 uh, psychological events and you and you and you've had like scientific like people that are the top of their field from all of the fields on top of you and that the most amazing weird shit has happened and they were like so blessed yeah and you know what i mean like it's like uh some of the big names people we've we've spoken about briefly here uh, are others um even great people like you know, Dr. Gallenberger, um, who I worked with on PK and learned a bunch of different things. I turned 300 bucks into 3,200 just in, in Vegas because, you know, all, all the lottery machines and a lot of those different other games and stuff are essentially like random number generators. And uh-huh. he, he's one of the few practitioners he, from the Monroe Institute yeah. who not only teaches these abilities and tries to understand the science behind it, but he's a practitioner, a successful practitioner who's been tested in laboratories. Wow. Um, so you can, you can get amazing lessons. You can, you know, there's a lot of incredible Chinese monks and Buddhist monks. And there, you know, there's so many different fields from, uh, from Hindu masters to Jewish, you know, mystics mm-hmm. to, all of them and they all kind of circle around the same subjects yeah and, and, and that's for for me for like the whole freemasonry thing came into play for me like that's you know kind of my angle and all of that stuff it's like when i fell into freemasonry and when i kind of got into it i was like holy shit i've been here before this is this makes sense this is kind of and and to me uh, this is my working theory is that at some point all of these different religions and all of the different um mystery schools or esoteric knowledge schools are like, we need to, uh, people are going to kill us if we have this stuff. We need to put it somewhere. Hey, can you guys hang on to that? Cool. All right. We got to go. <laughs> and then like, you know, I've had a theory that, you know, uh, after the burning of the library of Alexandria, all of that knowledge, all the people who cared about knowledge, they could have said, you know what, this is never going to happen again. We're going to seek out, knowledge as the most important thing in society we're going to create this secret group that won't interact with and no one will will reveal that this secret group exists and we're going to pursue 
knowledge as the primary goal because knowledge is the most valuable thing there is. It's more valuable than gold or diamonds. Knowledge is power. Totally. We could have a breakaway civilization that's 200 years scientifically more advanced than us living right here, right now. We could have a, um, there's all sorts of different weird possibilities, you know. Ultra terrestrials, yeah, they could be hanging out just with a lot of possibilities, my friend. It's so freaking cool to explore this stuff. How, you know, we're at such a cool time. You know, Galileo saw stuff that no one ever saw before. And then they tried to burn him. (laughs) And he went blind. The guy who saw further than anyone else went blind in jail. And now we're able to see things, and some of us are able to see things that no one else sees yet, and that will become the future science. Um, And uh, it's pretty cool to be where we are. You know, we're so freaking blessed, John. And, you know, I'm thankful for these opportunities to be able to, you know, share my, you know, perspective for whatever it's worth. And I'm always up if anyone wants to, you know, write me at alienprotocols at gmail.com. I'll I'll teach everything for free. I never charge for anything. We'll never accept donations. If you try to give them um, around healing issues, we'll accept donations otherwise, but never charge for anything. I think a lot of the neon light psychics have really damaged. Ruined the the whole mist of it. It We take every healing really seriously. Yeah. We've heard so many miraculous stories and we can't claim any credit for anything. No, no, no. Yeah. But different factors and incalculable factors and, um, God does the, you know, oh, yeah. I heard a great pastor say, you know, God has tremendous power in his hands. The problem is you are his hands. <laughs> and, um, you know, we've been a part of so many crazy miracles. I mean, I could tell you about like the guy Malik, who I just met from uh, here in the Bronx. And Malik had stage three prostate cancer. And it's stage three prostate cancer is mm. no mm, joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've had, and he's in complete remission. They can't. <sighs> He's doing great. He had a rough time for a little bit, but we've had so many amazing stories of, from cancer recoveries to, you know, cancers on the lip disappearing in a day, like literally yeah, falling I saw, off. I saw the picture of that, yeah. People recovering he- hearing, you know, yeah. they're going after going to several doctors saying you'll never improve and the healing improving, you know, the women's hair coming back, all sorts of different things. It's so amazing just to be a part of that, just to be able to witness miracles, you know, um, and I think so much of it is believing in the possibility, the person, the patient, and yeah. others praying for it. You know, love does amazing know, work, amazing work. But dude, but dude, that's kind of where where it brought me to you, man. Like, cause I, found, I mean, like I knew about you, but like John Luke told me, like, hey, buddy, kind of helped out, and I was like, well, fuck yeah. <laughs> so. You know, dad's back. Anyone it's cool, it, and I'm so I'm so thankful to know you, my man. Oh, it's my honor. It's my honor. And I'm so glad that you're doing what you're doing. You know, more people need to hear about this stuff. More people need to hear the reality of this stuff. And how cool is it that we can be a part of this universe and we can interact with it in ways that we were never told we could. (laughs) No, it's been been hidden from us forever. Yes. Even though it's been talked about in sacred knowledges and, you know, and, you know, different sutras and different religions and secret societies. But this stuff is real and it's amazing. And you can do wonderful things. You can heal people that don't even know that you're praying for them. Exactly. Yeah. Or you can make contact with entities that don't even <laughs> exist on our, on our level, right? And yeah. And the most important thing is to be balanced in all this stuff because mm-hmm. as you start to explore this stuff, synchronicities start happening. Yeah. Weird shit starts happening. Yeah. And, 
don't get realize. freaked out. Don't get freaked out, right? I mean, you can't. Yeah. And, and as intoxicating as it is to be a part of this stuff, nothing's more important than loving people, you know? Yes, and helping totally. people who are around you and being part of the, the reality that we're in, you know? So there's got to be a balance. And, yes. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the future, John, you know, and doing more work with you and getting to know you and, you know, anyone who needs any help with anything, it'd be our pleasure and honor to help with. And, um, you know, there's so many people who helped me get to even just this point. I owe, you know, lifetimes worth of a debt to. So I consider myself like a piece of all the people who helped me. Totally. And, uh, carrying that baton. And I have a lot to uh, live up to. And I, I just want to do better, better, more, you know. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what Do, the universe You're doing says. good. You can, hand, you can hand me a little bit of the baton and I'll help you along the way. And whatever I can do to help, man, <laughs> I got it. And whatever I can do to help, I'm right there with you, man. And I appreciate you more than you know. And I'm so excited to learn from you and, and, and get into this. And man, it's going to be such be a wild a pleasure, ride. Let's, let's chat soon. And, you know, if any of your listeners want uh, any help or advice or anything, just email. I may not get back to you immediately. Sometimes I'm involved in weird stuff. And it may take me a little bit to circle back, but by the time we do connect, it'll be when it was intended to be. So, yeah. Uh, John, and then, you know, off the air, John, we need to work on some stuff. So, oh, um, yeah. I'm excited for those possibilities and to see more synchronicities and stuff happen with you. You're already hooked in and connected. So, <laughs> it's going to be an easy, easy click on for you. I love you, buddy, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill it now, and then everybody else can just guess about what we're going to talk about. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> 